What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the VitQ Podcast. My name is Johnny D. Wynn, and my guest today is singer Huang Yan. First, I would like to thank you for having me today. I also have been following your podcast, and I really love the vibe and the artists and the conversations. Whereabouts did you, well, did you grow up? I was born in uh, Saigon and growing up there, too. And then how how did you get yourself like involved in the performing arts? It was at a very, very young age. Um, my dad was a saxophone player okay. and um, my mom is a businesswoman. And um, they just, uh, I think they, they want the best for me. So they just send me to all the classes from performing arts to sports so I can explore. Um, and then I think they saw my um, interest in, in performing arts, like dancing, singing, painting. So they lead me to kind of that route. Okay. Yeah, and then I got to take um, piano lessons, uh, ballet lessons, and just grow to that path and it leads to it leads me to join some um studios and clubs like like a mickey mouse club here uh, in vietnam we call nhà thiếu nhi thành phố i see okay yeah and um and then i i got to form a small small kid band called bt b-i-t-i um, and we released two albums. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we got to perform in schools and at amusement parks. So I have uh, a lot of joy during that time too. We got to sing and dance. So this is not teens. This is preteens. Yeah, this is around um, eight years old. Wow. Okay. <laughs> eight to ten. So it's yeah. performance started early for you. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I just ease into it very naturally because mm -hmm. I um uh, I enjoy it and uh, and then after that I one of the song they play in cha 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 which is like ballroom Latin styles but I was a kid and I didn't know like what is Latin and uh, the teacher explained to me and. Um, he convinced me and my my cousin um, to compete, and I was saying, "Oh my God, we just studied uh, for three months. How can we compete?" And he's like, "God, oh, just go for it." And we like, "Okay, teacher," and then we just <laughs> we just compete. But then we got a first place, and we were so like surprised, and and we don't know like is that our um, strength or something. So. The teacher kind of encouraged us to um, go for it professionally, training more and more and more. And then I got uh, into like ballroom competition very seriously in the like the next uh, six years. You're now eleven. Eleven. Eleven or twelve? Yeah. Ballroom dancing at eleven or twelve. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. At um in the middle school. At grade six, in terms of taking it to the professional level, did 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 you competed pretty much through your teens in just ballroom? Yes, just ballroom. 
focusing on Latin dance like samba, cha-cha-cha, rumba, paso doble, and jive. And I was the champion of Vietnam when I was 15. And uh, I got to compete and train in Europe, in uh, Asia, uh, Asian countries. And uh, yeah, it's quite intense. With journey with Latin music though, and those particular, which is very popular with um, uh, the older Vietnamese um, uh, community. Yeah, is it's always driven by partners, right? You always have. Yes. So, um, did you when you competed? Was it always in pairs, or did you have like a go-to partner at the time? Yeah, oh. it's always in pairs with my cousin. Okay. Uh, yeah, I only dance with him, and he is still like one of the top in in the area right now. He's still competing. His name is Fang Hing. Because you mentioned a lot of different um, dance styles of the Latin um, styles, which one would you say is um, is is your preferred or is is that you feel the closest to? I think I love all the dances um, because the interesting things is that each dance have their own characters and then their own, you know, fun to dance to. Um, it's so different and I enjoy the different phase and different feelings of it. Yeah, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. And then, um, but it also is, led you on a very popular um, at the international show called So You Think You Can Dance, right? Yes. Um, tell us how did uh, how did your journey on that show begin? It was a very difficult decision for me to join that show because at that time I was 17 and at in my grade 12, so my uh, senior, right? Mm-hmm. Senior year. Senior year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... I will still have to compete in ballroom dance because I was represent Vietnam and I have to keep the champion like level uh, because you know when we reach that level we cannot go lower. So, so. just so I understand, you, it wasn't just competing in the country um, with other Vietnamese. You're competing representing yes Vietnam. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. At that you're, time, you were at that competition level. I I compete. Uh, I competed in uh, Germany, uh, in um, Germany, Mal- Korea, Japan, Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, uh, China, so different countries. And then at the age of 17, I still have to do that competition because I was in the national team and they still expecting me to practice and and then competing and then i was in grade 12 so the so you think you can dance is something that i i really love for from the first season i want to join but it's also not just only ballroom it's different style of dancing like contemporary hip-hop jazz yes bollywood so different things and I, I'm like I haven't prepared for it and it's just happened in two, three months. So should I join? And I was like juggling between like should I focus on school of graduation or like just competing ballroom dance or what? And then I finally say that okay, we I don't know if next year they're gonna have it or not. So I have to take the chance to join. 
And I know it's, it would be really hard, but like I didn't expect the, that much intensity. My mind and my body was like apart. <laughs> I climbed on my stairs at home because I couldn't feel my body. And then in the morning when I wake up, I feel the soreness and and sometimes I just couldn't work. Uh, couldn't work, think, and walk. <laughs> it's to, to that extent. And, you know, at that time, um, I still have school. And sometimes I have to take the exams earlier so I can prepare for the show. Right. So a lot of arrange, arranging in school and practice and show, game show. But then it was one of the most amazing memory in my life. Competing at, at a high level is one thing, but a TV show um, that, as you said, also multi, you had to learn genres that it's, it's so different from each other. And, yeah. and it's learned in a very condensed yes. time because it is a TV show. Yes, right? it's just yeah. one week. One week. <laughs> <laughs> one week to learn new dance. Mm -hmm. um, so how I, did that show impact you? So for myself, I learned to, I grow a lot in um, like communication, how to be in the, the community of family because people interact with each other in a very like, close distance every single minute we have to communicate and with different partner uh in different weeks and um learn to adapt um means that we need to like forget about what we like at the moment yeah. just to emerge to the new dance new feelings even though it's feel weird at the time but it is the, the dance style. We just have to do it the best. So I learned to adapt. Um, and um, in, because of that challenge, I grow a lot in my dancing. I widen my, my dancing range. So I'm so thankful for all of that craziness. How did you deal with also... All the, all, all the new attention that you're Oh getting. my God. Oh, that is another aspect is that now I am, um, how do you say, open up to the public. That's right, yeah. because it, it's a, when you're in a, in a dance competition, you have judges. Yes. But here you got to also win over the, the fans. Audience, yeah. And there's that engagement too. Yeah. So I, I learned to deal with, um, comments judgments um there's a lot of uh supporting but also a lot of mm, not so yeah very very uh, tough like criticism right? yes mm -hmm. yes and i just um really have to go through um and go inside to identify what to take in and what to what not to while all this is going on you also had you were in your 12th grade right of school so yeah. you had a balance you had to balance school yes yes i'm very thankful for people around me they are very supportive from my family to my teachers at school and my friends so i i just need to 
focus on what I need to do and I can always seek for help and they always um, help me when I need them um, the best they can and I'm so appreciated. After graduating from high school, why the decision to come to America? Uh, so after I graduated, I I was so like lost. I lost because I was running and always working on something, which is like dancing. But at 18, I was like, do I want to do this? Um, keep doing this for my whole life? I feel something is missing. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to grow more and challenge myself more. So I find vocal coaches and I try to like sing different songs. And I'm, I was also very lucky to got to perform in a big stage with um, famous singers at that time. And it's kind of like, bring me the opportunity to uh, get more like accessible to the music industry. And then uh, during the summertime, I want to go to the U.S. to just honing my, my skill performing. So I registered classes in, um, in Hollywood mm -hmm. to just training myself. And I take private lessons with vocal coach in Hollywood just to, you know, get better and then go back to Vietnam. Well, then at that time, I got a call uh, to see Cô Marito Cô Thuy from Thuy Nga First by Night that uh, she want to she want to listen to my tapes <laughs> and uh, want to talk to me. So uh, through the introduction of um, Cô Y Lang and uh, Chú Chí Tài, Chú Nguyễn Hưng, so all of that combined... Um, that leads me to the opportunity to work with Twinga and join Twinga family. That's a huge opportunity. Yes, so, um, I was so surprised. As a well, first of all, the names you mentioned are like legends, right? They're um, arguably some yeah. very respected um, yeah. entertainers and performers. But um, as a, an American-born Vietnamese, our primary connection to um, uh, to our, our culture and to kind of get a um, to, to get a deeper understanding of it is through the program Paris by Night. It mm. was, uh, and it was introduced to us at a, such a young age because our parents, that was their, you know, that was their way to, um, to, to celebrate the music and yeah. the clothes and, and all that. So I grew up with Paris by Night, like, uh, as my, my MTV. And that was, mm. uh, so as someone who was, um, from born and raised in Vietnam, like what, is Paris by Night like? What is the impression of Paris by Night to um, to to someone from Vietnam? Yeah, I think Paris by Night play a big part in a Vietnamese culture, uh, both in Vietnam and in America. In America, around the world, actually, like especially during Lunar New Year, mm -hmm. everyone have to open Paris by Night. It's like a pho that we we enjoy and and we got to learn about the Vietnamese culture but in um, a very high standard and well put together with new updates each year and new themes so it's it's a really 
big part and big influence. Wow. So it is a so it's pretty well known in the country of yes, America. yes, of course. But then we usually like, um, I think like we got inspiration from the music to the costume to the way we perform a lot from Pierce Man Night when when I was like just little. Now that you got the call and you're getting all these cool like introductions um, from these celebrities, and mm-hmm. you join Paris by Night, like take us through that first performance. What was it like performing on a Paris by Night stage? Oh my god, uh, it was amazing and also embarrassing at the same time. <laughs> what was the song you sang? On, on, I on the sang the song called "No More." No more. Okay. Yeah, and. Why I say it embarrassing is because I I I didn't have enough like experience, you know, in the in the new kind of like way of of performing on Paris by Night, and uh, I just got the song and I I got like the choreography. I just practice it, and I just use all my experience from the past, which is dancing and performing, right. expressing. Mm-hmm to the performance and I, I I go all out and all the hair come to my face and I, I was crazy uh. and you know my body was warm and then the the air is so cold it makes my nose like runny nose and stuff so I'm like oh my god I was so disappointed about myself I just go back to Vietnam I did I was I would not get a chance to perform on Tinga anymore. That's what I was thinking. But then just a few months later, uh, one night I wake up and I saw a lot of notifications on my phone. I'm like, what happened? What happened? And then I open it. Everyone like, congratulations. You're doing great on Tinga Persman. I'm like, I didn't know about it. And then I got to see my performance and there there is some like you know a lot of energy and passionate and passion and it was kind of a hit for me that's and, awesome yeah yeah so, i was so very... it, so it was a um you you were tough on yourself in terms of the uh your performance but yeah. the reception of it was um better than you expected yes it's like much much better it's completely different from what i expected take us through maybe um another memorable performance that um you like to share i think each like performances of me on twina is a great memory because i think they they always create challenge for the singers and especially me to grow and to try different things because we have different theme, different kind of songs and different choreography and different dance style as well. So each time it's the same excitement and uh, challenge for me to overcome and improve, be better. Um, one of the song that I I think people really um, know and remember me of is the Barbie doll. Barbie doll. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Take me through that. It's um I think before COVID time and it was uh, in Las Vegas 
and we have um, kind of pop song, but all the dancers, including like me, will turn to a Barbie, um, and we have to dance and act like like dolls. So the dance is not normal, and then I dress in in like different costume as well, and the facial express expression is different. Um, so it took me a lot of practice um, with the dancers to be able to coordinate and to uh, do all the tricks like a Barbie, <laughs> not like a normal human. But that's got to be as a performer to embody an iconic um, uh, character like Barbie. That, <laughs> yeah. that had to be fun, right? Yeah, it's really fun. Because, I mean, performing your whole life, I, I it, what what is actually out of curiosity in the is Barbie pretty well known in Vietnam? Yeah, yeah. I I played with Barbie when I was so little, five, six. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it's really popular in Vietnam. Paris by Night is such a um, special company in terms of what it, what it means to Vietnamese, right? And also for performers that um, are from Vietnam, uh, and and are really like bona fide pop stars like Doc Ding being probably one of them. Um, yeah, she's been in both both sides. Uh, and McGill also being um, he's just one of that first generation like legendary like pop star. But mm-hmm. um, and and a few more others like uh, I believe uh, Mai Tin Yong who is yeah. um, been back and forth between America and and Vietnam. So yeah. you're also on that journey yourself now. So yes. like um, before I get to that. Um, so you lived in because of Paris by you were able to uh to to come here and live in in America. Mm-hmm. So um how what are some things that you find you, that you you found that resonated with you um or the, or that was challenging for you uh, uh coming to coming to America? coming to america not coming back to vietnam Let's, we'll go back to the vietnam question but i want to but yeah coming um, here because it's uh you're still quite young yes yeah. yes um there there were a lot of challenge when we go to the mm, whole new world and whole new environment um uh let me think i need to there there were so many things has bet, happened yeah. Uh, so I moved here by myself and I I was growing up and stayed with my family the whole time and especially my my dad always like 24-7 take me to classes and to shows so he never leave me but then at uh, 19 my parents um, trust me enough to let me go to the United States um, by myself and live my independent life and I was so happy it's like a bird that you know got a freedom to fly and at that time even though I I learned every day I learned new things and how to interact what what is the culture here um 
and then adapting to school, new friends, new community, and at the same time working in the new environment as well, new genres, new style, new audience. Everything is new. Everything is new. Everything. Yeah, even myself. So it, I think it was quite of um, fighting myself journey um, that I got to be alone in a home uh, in a house and. Uh, I got to just do whatever I feel like, like playing piano, enjoy the nature, enjoy um, the process of of learning and overcome overcoming obstacles. So I I think that it helps me to become stronger and um, also be more flexible. Um, and I think the struggle would be keeping my energy mm -hmm. because uh, we always need health and energy to be able to do anything right to do everything um, and I actually I was like mm, crash on the bed like I was in the hospital wow. um, because I couldn't function exhaustion yes yes Em như là bị, how do you say, xỉu. Xỉu, faint. Yeah, so wow. uh, I was a little overworked and um, I learned my lesson and then I kind of like adjust. I'm not like uh, working so hard on myself. Um, but then I got to have a, uh, quite learn to have a good balance between Uh, work and school and taking care of my health yeah so it's a journey i have my planner i have my journal um, to to grow in the past few years what's the biggest lesson that you learned here in america or as an american on the american side that you you took that and you brought that back to brought that lesson back to um is your journey back to vietnam I, I think not just only one thing. I think it's a combination mm -hmm. of different experience that I have gone through in the past that make me who I am today. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it will show in the way I work in Vietnam. Like I would set my standard for myself that... Um, from the music to the producing the choreography mm -hmm. and the image the visual of it so i think the organized okay. of the products um the so talking about like skill set mm -hmm. i I was growing a lot in, in the U.S. in the performing, like interacting with camera um, or input in the choreography. Uh, and I think it's always, it's also give me clearer idea of the music genre that I would like to pursue. Um, now I'm independent when I moved back to Vietnam. So I were, I'm very excited for my new journey 
of creating and producing my own music. Because you get to tell you get to tell your story. Yes. Your way. Yes. So let's talk about some of your your musical influences. So maybe mm-hmm. some um, two parts. Maybe musical influences from the West here, mm-hmm. and maybe some musical influences from the East. It could be Vietnamese mm-hmm. or Asian. I think I um, got inspired a lot by cello, uh, Pussycat Dolls, um, Beyonce. So you Lady Gaga performers. You, yes, you're drawn to big and the dynamic. Um, yes. yeah, that could captivate a big stage. Yes, because that's what all of them do. <laughs> it's not just a small stage; they can do anything. They have like huge energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they just keep like growing stronger and stronger, um, and also Ed Sheeran, <laughs> I love his music. Um, in the East, I uh, I love Kim Tang. Mm. She's a legend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, in Korea, K-pop, I love Blackpink. Mm-hmm. Again, big. Um, Big performers that can do a big stage and do like a. <laughs> I see where yeah. you're headed. So, if you were to describe, like, I guess your musical, your current musical path and your direction, um, how would you describe your musical sound right now? I think is um quite a interesting mixture between classic and modern, okay. um, and have a little bit of Latin inspiration. Um, classic what I mean is like the live band mm-hmm. and some kind of like uh, orchestra instrument but sometimes also have the electric sound mm-hmm. in it and um, have a rhythm of Latin in some way mm-hmm. so that is what I think that's always going to be with you just, <laughs> that's always going to be with you um, I think Latin music for me just speaking on that is I grew up in um, Santa Ana here in California, mm. surrounded by Latin music. So mm. um, it's always wow. going to be very familiar. It's always going to be something I, in, in, I, I, I love the, the, the feeling of Latin music because mm. it's. I feel you can't listen to Latin music without dancing. Like you, <laughs> yeah. It just it just moves you right away. Mm. So um, I'm I'm very happy that you are uh, making that a part of your uh, your repertoire. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very excited, uh, excited about it too, because it's. I think is a, a quite new genre in Vietnam. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. in terms of from a from, the the pop the pop side. Yeah. Um, there was a artist that I promoted recently uh, called uh, her name is Mei Mei. Yeah. She did a um, <clears throat> a Latin inspired type song and mm-hmm. love it absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I thought yeah. her, her 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 dancing was great, and that's mm-hmm. why. They, I, I see her getting invited to a lot of the pageants because um, mm-hmm. it's such a great song to entertain that that type yeah. of crowd. So Very energetic. From Paris by Night, you get this opportunity to just recently, actually, just several months, mm-hmm. um, you leave America and you go back to Vietnam for another popular television show. Um, I, I know it's okay to, to talk about it now because you've already been revealed <laughs> as a... <laughs> As one of the, uh, the, the mass, yeah, but the mass singer. So season one was wildly successful, yeah. right? Um, and uh, season, actually, season one had um, someone who is uh, 
an active performer on Paris by Night, uh, Myra Tran. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Masked Singer actually helped her career in a very big way, yeah. I would say, uh, and as she pursues her solo career mm-hmm. over in Vietnam. So yeah. in season two, you get the call. So take us through maybe how how that happened, and then we'll talk about how it impacted uh, your 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 current chapter. It's also another kind of su- surprise, from, surprise, yeah, surprise to me at that time because um, I wanted to go back to Vietnam to you know creating more my own music, but I'm still you know figuring out um and then i received a call from the company one of the producers yeah to to see if i'm interested in join the show because what they're wondering is that i am a, like a performer a big entertainer that i usually sing and dance at the same time and then um this show is primarily uh, focus on vocal yeah and and they cut co- um they they hide everything else so they they asked me and i i'm like thank you for for thinking of me and then i i take some time to think about it uh, because it's a really good opportunity but also um a very challenging <laughs> i would say incredibly decision. challenging because yeah. um I do want to know how it how you were able to perform uh, in those <laughs> outfits, and let's let's talk about your uh, the the character that you chose. So yeah, my what, character. Yeah, yeah. My character it? is the peacock. It's a peacock. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The Vietnamese name Bat Khong Tu, and um, and you know I I try to prepare myself as much as I can, but. It's not, it was not even enough. Like when I, before I try on the costume, I practice the song, um, you know, very fluently. And then I practice the dance and then I wear heels and then I wear mask and I wear my backpack with like motorcycle jacket to make it heavy that I can feel the, the, you know, the weight that I get used to it and dancing and singing. So I was pretty good at it when I got back to Vietnam. Um, so sorry, I I forgot to tell you the story be- before it because I was in the U.S. That's right. When mm-hmm. they contact and then I make decision when I was in the U.S. as well. And then okay. when I got back to Vietnam, it's just one or two weeks to get into the show. So it was that fast? Yes, yes. Wow. It was very, very fast because I still have to show in the U.S. I cannot leave earlier. So it's kind of like see. I have to accept it. And then when I got back to Vietnam, I practiced a lot from morning to night with the band with on my own to you know kind of pick up the rhythm of the, the show. And then when I try on the costume, Oh my God, it's a different, completely different story because it's bulkier and it's so hard to breathe when you wear yes. a hat. And uh, and I even asked them, can I borrow this to to take home, get home? So you can, yeah. But they say they need to fix something. Um, 
so I cannot like bring it home. And then I, but then finally I got to get used to it when I kind of rehearsed with it before the show, and it was still a very very funny um, moment. Mm-hmm. And when I danced the, how do you say the, cái cánh là cái gì ta? The wings, the wings, um, fell off because I danced so much. <laughs> and then they kind of like have to tie it even tighter on my waist. <laughs> it's so hard for me to to take a deep breath. But uh, and then I got a very heavy sick on the day that of the performing. Really? Yeah. So wow. after all that work, and then you got sick. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's okay. Um, everything happens for a reason, and then uh, I I still got my great memory to during joining that show. Why did you choose the peacock? <laughs> um, it's actually the the producer gave me some options. I see. Okay. Yeah, some options. I saw the other mascots too, and and then I finally picked the peacock because I think it's really really um, relate to me the most. Uh, the peacock they have um, beautiful uh, wings and tails, and uh, they also famous for like dancing when they. I won't try to attract something, someone, you know. So, I think it's a very um, beautiful, beautiful animal, and uh, I would love to to be in that image. Yeah. What? Why do you think the mass singer was resonated with the the Vietnamese audience so much? I think first, it's it's really resonant with the artist themselves because resonate with the artist yeah and from that we can express ourselves um to the you know in the very honest way and we don't we don't really think about the judgment and uh, we just enjoy being behind the mask because you know when when we look at something we always have judgment and it's very natural but um and then also one of the thing is that i think people can enjoy the vocal the voice yeah. even more when they don't be distracted by other things that's true yeah that's true let's talk about the song you performed on the show cuz mm-hmm. i kn- i know it uh, it got quite a bit of views on youtube and uh mm-hmm. and you. and i believe it became also one of your first product that you released yes. uh, coming back to Vietnam so um, in- if you don't mind introducing the song and um, what tell us a little bit more about um, what the song is about uh, so the song name and it's the a ballad song and I think is that that is the first ballad song that I did I, I was just gonna say that had, had to be your first right okay yeah because you're always doing dance and you're doing, <laughs> yes yeah. yes mm-hmm. always uh, have some kind of dancing into performance but that song i i want to um, first i want to challenge myself yeah to you know 
just enjoy singing only and um, not being distracted by other things. And you know, for for that we really need to try uh, like improve the vocal techniques, and that that is the hard song too. It's pretty difficult when the range is. High, the range is really wide, and and people also ask me like, why ballad? Because this is your introduction to the market. You have to do something like, you know, um, vibrant and you know, dancey. Um, but then I think it's a good chance for me to introduce another side of me. Um, when people. When the audience usually see me on stage, they always see the energetic and the kind of like sexy Hormi An, but they haven't seen the soft side of me yet. Um, when in the daily life, I'm more of the calm and um, kind of reserved and introvert. So I, I would like to also show that personality of me to the audience and I am so happy that people who haven't known me before or even know me they really like the song and like that side of me um, and and they they, they kind of request to have more of that style but also want to have more dancing songs yeah so that's what I'm planning for the next year i would have more songs i mean that was your kind of reintroduction back into vietnam because your introduction was so it, it was early on and the dance in the on the dance side yeah um was there also uh was there also a feeling of like since you perform um globally with paris by night that mm. there when you when you came on the mass singer was there some expectations um for your like did you feel any expectation that people um will compare you from your work either on Paris by Night or that's a good question I I forgot about that because I don't think I I get comparison yeah. for my performance on Paris by Night okay. they just uh see me as the new journey and uh keep cultivating and keep um just evolving moving forward so what's how is it like performing back in vietnam though regarding the audience i think there's a wide range of audience in vietnam yes. from a very young to like older and also different um target audience so there varies and um and i think like a lot of different artists would catering to different um market and different audience and um for myself i think um i i need a li little bit more time to really know my audience in vietnam um because i i'm still pretty new and my audience is still wide range from young uh, teenagers to uh, 50s mm -hmm. so uh, i'm still i'm still 
learning about the market and about my audience. This is a question I ask everyone, but like the the Vietnamese music market has grown so much, right? Over in um, over there, so like, how would you describe today's like popular sound in mm. in, in Vietnam? How would you how would you describe people? I think diversity yeah. is the word. That's a that's a good <laughs> good answer. Yeah, because um, there are so many genres, and some genres is a mixed genres. So people, I think now artists is more creative, and they take more control in their creativity. So they they really input their personality, their thoughts into their uh, products um, rather than like um, following something. So um, it creates a very diverse um, industry that each target audience will have like artists or um, in contrast or vice versa, each artist have their own audience. So... Um, and I think people pay more attention to music industry right now, and uh, we have we have different kind of shows like live show, TV shows. So it's growing a lot every day, and uh, it's a good sign. Yeah, collaborations are a big part of the um, uh, the, the music space in mm -hmm. Vietnam. Who would be a, a dream or a, uh, a collaboration that um, you will look forward to hopefully doing one day? Wow, another big question. In, in Vietnam, yeah. Right. Um, hmm. It's a lot of amazing artists right now over there. Yeah, I think I would love to collaborate with Anh Trọng Hiu. Uh, I I think that's a great collab. Um, <laughs> I've had a chance to speak with him, and oh. being able, being you know, uh, VQ and being a German, like I think he yeah. he definitely he incorporates his upbringing from there, mm -hmm. but he also is a phenomenal performer. Yes, like insanely good dance performer. So I think he's um, I can see actually the two of you guys uh, yeah. doing a song together. I do you remember the performance of Michael Jackson and Britney Spears, mm -hmm. and I I love it so much. And hopefully in the future, if we can um, <laughs> collaborate, we we would love to bring on like you know a huge performance with a lot of energy. Yeah, I, I think that's a phenomenal <laughs> um, collaboration. I think it's something. I think the Vietnamese audience would actually appreciate would, would appreciate that too. Yay! How does your how does your parents feel about having you back in Vietnam? And mm -hmm. like, how do they feel about your your current your your career? It's a little bit um, contradict because uh, they was trying to kind of equip me and and um, raising me in a way that you know, I can uh, express myself, I can explore different things in performing arts, in education. They always encourage me to do the best I can in anything. Uh, and then, you know, I I love performing arts. Um, 
And when I graduated last year and decided to move back to Vietnam, they kind of a little bit worried. <laughs> they worried uh, because, you know, there's a lot of, um, how do you say, complications uh, in the industry. Absolutely. And, uh, and um, they... They just want to make sure I'm happy and I'm doing what I really enjoy. So they, they worry because, you know, something could happen or make me like disappointed or something like that. So they're very worried uh, about that. But I, I need to convince them a little bit about, um, you know, that I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. Let me try it for for at least a few years because they it can lead me to business, real estate. Uh, and I think because we, we still have the youth and the energy and the ambition uh, to drive. So I have to convince them for for a while to to you know give me space and i will take the responsibility for my uh, my next few years my career so they they uh accepted and uh, they um encouraged me to pursue what i like and what i enjoy just make sure you stay healthy and happy <laughs> yeah i mean the music industry is it's tough but the time to do it is actually like the time like the age you're at right now right like yeah. as in fact as you get older it becomes increasingly much more mm -hmm. risky or difficult yeah. um because you're and when later in life you have other um aspirations and, yeah. and goals mm -hmm. and also like you spend so much of your early preteen to teen to like young woman like you know you like, like in this in this field it, this is the time to uh to really embrace it yes and 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 do it when i think the um there is definitely a space for you in the vietnam music market um and i i know the the followers from here in uh in america that follows you on paris by night mm -hmm. they um they're seeing um it's a joy to probably see you on uh, uh, really putting yourself out there in, in that market. I, I, I want to just say um, um, congratulations to you for um, seizing all these different opportunities that are coming your way. And, you know, you can only control what you can control. And uh, But as long as you stay dedicated to um, the art and putting, mm -hmm. out, putting out work that you feel is your best work and if the audience resonate as as you said um on your first performance on uh, Paris for night <laughs> where you didn't think you did so well but like it it was fresh and new and cool for yeah. for for the Paris by night audience that's 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 why we choose the world of uh being a performer right mm, yes oh my god thank you for your words uh it's really beautiful of always reminding um ourselves of like working hard and working with our heart and um, good intention and be ourselves and enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm.